Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Three, two, and one. Welcome back to another exclusive Garnet Trust interview. We have a very special guest today, and that is offensive lineman Vershawn Lee. And Vershawn, we we're talking about this, right? It yeah. seems like it was just yesterday. You, the other rising juniors, yeah. it seemed like it was just yesterday. You guys are arriving on campus early, and now you're going to be a junior. I mean, yeah. how crazy is that, though? Because you just mentioned it. Just yesterday, you felt like, okay, I'm an underclassman, but now you're one of the upperclassmen. You're one of the leaders of this team. Yeah, it's crazy because I can remember when I first came here, like getting my initial physical and all my initial um, training works. It's, it's crazy because time flies. Like I've been here. Sometimes people ask me and I'll say I'm a sophomore. And now I know that I'm a rising junior. I've been through like two seasons. So time flies and it's, it's key, it keeps going. It never stops. So. I got to ask you this, though, because you've come in freshman year and it's a weird freshman year. I mean, coaching changes in general could be tricky, right? Because you don't know what the heck your role is going to be. The guy and the guys on top of the coaching staff that recruited you. It's like, all right, does this next regime, are they going to look at me the same way? Right. So bring me back. Bring me back now. And it's over with. It's in the past. So, you know, be candid with me. What was going on through your mind? Was there a possibility of like, oh, shoot, like. I don't even know if I want to come back next year because I don't know what's going to happen. Like kind of explain to me what kind of goes through your mind as a freshman during a coaching change. Well, um, after the, after my freshman year, I came back home to Virginia and I talked to my parents because uh, it was a point where I was like, I don't know who's going to come in. But then when I talked to my parents, you know, my mom, she was so focused on schoolwork. She didn't really, she didn't really care about the coaching change. She was like, well, we we committed to um she said we, like not just me. She said we committed to South Carolina for the um education standpoint, not just the football part. So pretty much staying staying like trusting the process and staying here was pretty easy because knowing that I'm not just here for football, I'm here for my education too. And obviously, as you see, like it, it's worked really well. We got a great coaching staff, Coach Beamer, Coach Atkins. You know, Coach Sat, all of our offensive guys, a bunch of dudes coming in, dogs. So it worked out. Like, times are on the uprise, and it's shiny on the other side, I guess you could say that. As a guy from the DMV, how much did you know about the Beamer name? I mean, probably more so, if anything, probably about Frank Beamer. But, I mean, is that a name that you heard a lot of growing up? Yes. So, like, one of the – like, Coach Frank Beamer was at one of our practices, and everybody was just like, yeah, like, looking at him. And I'm looking at him like – that's Frank Beamer. Like, I'm surprised. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic because I can see him because I never really got to see him when I was younger. But seeing him in person, I was like, it's like seeing a superhero or like a role model. Like, because, you know, you always watch like Michael Vick, all those guys when you were 
younger. So when you seen like the coach of all those guys, you were like so excited. So I like, just, just, I was happy. I couldn't stop smiling when I seen them. I couldn't even say hi. I'm, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't go lie. And for us in the media and for people that have had a chance to be able to meet Shane, I mean, he, he is as laid back as they come. Share yeah. to us what you see every day from Coach Beamer, Coach Shane Beamer, that is. Not Frank. I'm sure you get to see Frank once in a while at practice yeah. and around the facility. But, you know, he, he's a guy that obviously he's in there. He's got a job to do. He wants to win. He's going to push you guys. But yeah. just what he means to you guys as players and what he's been able to do in that first year going on to year two now to be able to earn that trust because it's a two-way street. You guys are trying to earn his trust and respect, but it also works the other way. The players have to buy into what he's preaching. So, like, with Coach Beamer, he made it, he made it like, established that he is here to stay. Like, he's always with us. He's with us when we eat. He's with us when we work out. Sometimes he's in there early in the morning. He works out when we go get ready to work out. So we always see him there, and it's like – when you see somebody putting in just as much work and always in the building just as much as you, and you're always seeing him, he's always smiling, happy. Like it just makes you, it makes you comfortable, make you feel at home. Like there's no, I feel like there's no like uncomfortable sense. Like I could go to talk to Coach Beamer whenever I want. There's no problem with it. And like just that simple feeling of being able to talk to my head coach just makes everything very easy and seamless when it comes to like communication and make it, makes it easier to play harder for him and put a lot of things on the line. How quick did that happen, though? Because that doesn't just happen overnight, oh. you know. So, like, for the so when Coach Beamer first came in, he was telling us he was going to trust us and everything. So, you know, a couple of like it takes a little a little minute to fully trust somebody. So, a lot of people were a little standoffish, not to not not you know disrespectful, but like what oh, happens? Little, it happens, little, man. It happens. Scared to put their feet in the water, so it took a little while. But when, like, I think. After spring, after like winter workouts in spring, people were like, okay, so he's actually with us. Like, he's not going to leave. Like, it's not going to be a one year tenure. He's like, he's here to stay with us. So, after seeing him like just in the building every day, as I just said, like, it just helped. It made us feel more comfortable, more at home. And he, he helps out with a lot of things. So, yeah, because Reamer is always there with a smile on his face or he's there to talk to. So, yeah. Let's talk about the offense for a minute. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't dumb. I mean, you guys hear what's said. I mean, you guys can say all you want. Like, oh, yeah, we don't look at social media. I mean, it's tough. You guys all have phones. You guys probably do your best, but you guys see stuff. You guys hear stuff. Last season, you know, the offensive line in particular took a lot of beatings, right, social media-wise and the outside, just all the the noise on the outside. One thing I just didn't feel that was too fair because a lot of people just didn't know. And it's, you know, it's been reported and uh, over the last couple months about everything uh, to an extent with what happened with Coach Atkins and, and being away from the team. Um, how difficult was that, not being able to have your positional coach, especially in year one? Um, not to make excuses, but I, I don't think people realize that, number one, he was away from the team and he was going through some stuff. And you guys, you know, got some good assistant coaches underneath them as well, but that can be tough when you don't have your positional coach there every day. Yeah, so like a lot of things that Coach Atkins teaches us is consistency. And when when things started going up and down a lot, he he was trying to keep us consistent. And as you said, when the like you know he he left for a couple of weeks, things kind of like really like wavered out. But it was to a point where like Eric, I'm gonna say Eric Douglas, Javon, and all my uh, the older heads, they were just they just put their foot down and they were like, guys, like we have to step up. 
and do what we need to do. So like at the end of the season, you can see, you can probably see like we we started we started playing better. And well, with me and you talking about social media during the season, I delete all my social medias because the outside noise doesn't help with anything. So I'm more worried about myself and my team more than Instagram and Twitter. So a lot of the times I delete that just to make sure like I'm focused and I'm not worried about what anybody else is saying. So it helps out a lot. It just just makes me stay st- streamlined tunnel vision focus on the goal well that's that old line mentality though right yeah, you know yeah. in the trenches gonna put the 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 the, the, the hard hat on lunch peel kind of guy but i i say that i bring all that up just because you know and like i said i'm not trying to make excuses and i'm sure you're not one of those players especially being an offensive lineman offensive lineman don't make excuses i know that but you know you you, you hear stuff on the outside and it is can it can be challenging um yeah. when you see where things were last year right learning a new offense, Coach Atkins not there, uh, maybe throughout the entire season. What do you think were some of the challenges when you look back just as a unit in terms of what do you guys have to be able to do to make this year better, and where do you feel like you guys have been able to grow throughout the spring? Okay, so in a lot of situations, like, you have to be able to trust your play calling, and a lot of times when you don't trust your play calling, you might think you this step will be better. But if you trust your steps and you're consistent with all your steps, it just – it makes the plays and makes everything look better because even if you mess up on a step, if everybody around you is consistent and you we all do the same step, it's going to find a way to – it's going to be a – it could be like a gain of one or a gain of two. But when everybody is being inconsistent and doing their own things, that's when you get the lost yardage plays and, and the plays that the whole – everybody's like, ooh, what happened there? So it was just like sometimes when things become inconsistent, which, which we're working on is being consistent is – when it gets inconsistent, it could get pretty ugly. That's the thing. You mentioned Eric Douglas. He yeah. might be the biggest intern when I used to work at the TV station in town. He might be the biggest intern we've ever had back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and I say back in the day because it feels like Eric's been here for 10 years. You know, <laughs> when you have a guy like Eric Douglas, what, what does he mean to this team? And what have you been able to learn from him? Because I, I think the guys that he had a chance to be able to learn from when he was younger – and I say younger, it feels like it was 10 years ago. He's like the Parker White of the team now. Um, what is what is, what is he able to do for not just players like yourself, but what have you seen him do over the last couple of years, even when you came in as a freshman? Um, so a lot of the times with like Eric, he he teaches like he he, he helps me out with like I'm gonna say staying consistent again, but it's like making sure my body's right, like making sure I'm eating good food. And Javon helps me out with that too, like getting in the gym, working out getting extra work in or like a lot of the times, like when, when things were going bad, Eric was like, let's get some extra work in. let's do some extra footwork. Like just not, not getting down and getting caught in a rut, just figuring a way and finding a way to dig out of that hole, just getting out of there and just onto the next play or onto the next thing. Cause a lot of things like me and Eric, we have a lot of memories, but yeah, he helps us a lot with a lot of things. This past spring ball offensively, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys aren't going to probably show everything that you Not guys are doing. But at the same time, too, I mean, you know, you look at both quarterbacks from from a one-two standpoint, Spencer Rattler, Luke Doty, they looked like they were in control. They they took what the defense gave them. They were able to move the ball. How are you guys feeling as an offense in, in Marcus Satterfield's second year as offensive coordinator? And then just being able to, you know, you knock on wood, but – you hope that you're going to be able to get some type of consistency at quarterback. Hopefully everyone stays healthy because, you know, last year was musical cheers, unfortunately, because of the injuries. Yeah. So 
um, what Coach Sapp would say sometimes is like, we build on a rock, not build on the sand. So the first year, you know, it was rough. We were just, we was grinding it out, grinding through every game. So like we was building on rock. It's hard to, it's hard to make a foundation on rock. It's easy to make it on sand. So when you finally get that foundation, like it's, it's easier and it becomes uh, less of a strain. So I feel like this year when we work, we're more comfortable with Coach Sat. We understand what he wants to do and we understand like what type of offense he wants to run. So it's going to make it a lot easier for us to like be, now I'm not going to say in control, but be confident in everything that we do. Because when you don't know, like when you don't know somebody calling the play calls, you feel like you could have made a better play call or like you start doubting everything. So at the same time, like you just have to build trust in each other. And the more we trust each other, the more fluid the offense is going to be in look. And I know people want to talk about Spencer Rattler, and rightfully so. But, I mean, once again, you guys got some dogs in that running back room. And oh. as an offensive lineman, I know you guys love being able to block. Yeah. How, how, how awesome is that, though, to be able to have so many different talented running backs out there, uh, number one. But number two, what kind of challenge as an offensive lineman does it present when you have guys that have different skill sets? I mean, it's like, it's like a baseball player, right? I mean, you have a fastball, but then you have a guy like Juju McDowell that throws that change up, up because he's just yeah. a smaller back. So, mm-hmm. you know, number one, how exciting are you, are you about this offense? I mean, about the, uh, the running back room, but uh, you know, how do you adjust to so many different versatile running backs? Um, I feel like, I, I like all of our running backs. I feel like they're all dogs. Every Anybody who touched the ball has a chance to break. So I feel like at the same time as you have to adjust, I feel like at the same time you have to stay consistent, which is a word I've been saying this whole time. As long as you're consistent in your blocks, I feel like the running backs, I'm not saying they should adjust to us, but they'll feel more comfortable with their steps and they're reading their blocks. If everybody's doing the same thing, it just makes it so much easier and seamless because – Juju might be faster, fast, very fast, and break off anything. But if we're consistent with Juju and we do the same thing for Marshawn, he can break off anything just as much. And then do the same thing for Christian, Rashad, DJ, uh, Lavassier, and do everything for everybody. Like, we just keep it consistent. Everybody can get just as far with the same type of blocking if we keep our hands on everybody. You mentioned consistency. You guys are able to get some momentum, and I can tell you from being here since 2016, this is probably outside of coming out the, the, the Outback Bowl year. This is yeah. the most momentum I've seen. How do you guys handle that knowing like, all right, we took that first step. We raised the bar. We were able to get this program headed back in the right direction, but also understand like, hey, we still have a lot of work to do. How do you make sure that you guys stay grounded? Um, Well, we set the standard, as you said, we raised the bar. But what the standard is, is the minimum. So we can't go back on our standard. We have to keep building on the next step, next next brick, next, you know, uh, support beam. We just have to keep building on it. We can't just – we can't go back on what we just did last season. Like, last season is last season. We're worried about next season. Like, that's what we're working – and we know what we did to get what we got last season, so now we're working harder to get even better. And we know what we can do now that we've seen it. So now we're more confident in ourselves. So now we're trying to dig and grind for even more. So what are you doing right now? I mean, this is May. It's obviously a little bit different, right? But are you on campus? And if, you know, if you are, if you're not, you know, what, what, kind of explain to people on the outside um, what this time period it's like, especially when you're away from the team and kind of like the workouts. So right now I'm at home. And what I do is I work out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for like, I don't know, two hours. That 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 there is more strength and conditioning, just working on my arm, working on my body. 
And then Tuesdays and Thursdays is more so um, footwork, getting my feet right, staying comfortable, be making sure I'm under control in all my steps. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I'll stretch to make sure my flexibility is good, just doing something every day to make sure I'm getting better, like 1% or just get better every day. And once you do that, you, you know, every once in a while, you take a 2% two, 2 day and you just keep building up until you're 100% ready for the season. So you're back in Virginia right now? Yeah, back in Virginia. And I got to ask you this. DMV area, there's some talent. I mean, oh, yeah. South Carolina just picked up their first public commitment with Sandy coming yep. from the DMV. I know Marshawn Lloyd smiles all the time anytime there's a DMV commitment. Yeah. Number one, what is it like playing in that area? What kind of talent have you seen? And number two, why do you think it is sometimes challenging to be able to get guys from that area to come down here? I think I think Virginia has sneaky athletes. Like a lot of times it's, it's basketball. Like Virginia, you know, D.C., DMV is a basketball state, but a lot of people overlook it for football because I feel like they think, just because we play basketball, we're soft or we don't play as hard, but that's not true. You know, everywhere, everywhere and anywhere you could get just as much talent from any other state. So I feel like when you see DMV, when I see DMV players, I just know what it feels like because a lot of times, like they, they think you're just a, like, you're just a DMV kid. You don't really play football. You just play it because you, you're, it's basketball season hasn't started. So I feel like, Football in Virginia is, is on the uprising for sure. If you look at it, if you look at all the Virginia like players in college right now, they're all putting on for the whole state. So that's how I feel. Last thing I'll ask you, being able to go up against the talent that you guys have during spring football from an offensive yeah. lineman going up against the D-line. I mean, they, you talk about some dogs in the running back room. There's some dogs in that defensive line, guys that are going to be getting looked at next year for the NFL draft. I know it's one of those those things that, as a player, you hate probably doing it when a reporter asks, or right, you know, who 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 stands out to you because you don't want to leave anyone off. But you know, from what from from the guys that you've seen, right? You think about the Jordan Birches, you think about the Zach Pickens, mm -hmm. about the the Boogies, the Alec Huntleys of the world. What have you seen just as a unit in terms of their growth this spring? And you know, if you do want to point out a player or two, you know, here's your time. Okay, so with our defensive line, I feel like my guy, Alex, that's my guy. So he's building up his confidence. He's getting ready to just – I feel like he's going to explode this year. He's going to do great. And, you know, Zach. Zach has always been really good on defense. So me and Zach go over against each other every day. So I see Zach all the time every time I practice. So we have our little arguments or our little trash talk going on. So I feel like our defense is going to show out. And we don't – we don't we have a lot of guys. We have MJ Webb. We got Nick Barrett. We got a whole bunch of guys. Like, our room is deep. Our, mm -hmm. our D-line room is deep, and it's only getting deeper. And our DNs, who mm -hmm. I'm playing left guard, so I don't really see them that much. But when I do, it's like you got to be ready. So I feel I feel confident in our D-line and our whole front front seven, front four. Like, I feel I feel good in what we got going. So, And especially because our defensive coordinator, he always got them in the right spot. It's, it's fun going up against Coach White every, every practice. Oh, Clayton yeah. White's got the boys ready to go, and I'm sure from an offensive line standpoint, it can create some headaches with that four-two-five with bouncing around pre-snap, and you don't yeah. know where guys are going to be coming off the edge and, and whatnot. Yeah. But that's that's where college football is going. A lot of teams going with the four-two-five. But uh, Rashawn, I know you said you're excited for the season to get here. We are less than six. Was it less than seventeen Saturdays? Sixteen more Saturdays to go until yeah. game one of the upcoming season for the South Carolina Gamecocks. If you want to help 
be able to support student-athletes like Vershawn Lee as well as Gamecock football and just any Gamecock athlete for that matter, you can visit us at GarnetTrust.com to be able to learn more information. Vershawn, we appreciate it, bud. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Kemp's going to be here before you yeah. know it. Yes, sir. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.